0: vehicle open doors of opportunity and elevate your quality of life. You drive to school, work, or vacation. The automotive industry provides some 4 million jobs and makes 60 million cars and trucks a year. What would you like to know more about the automotive industry? Hello everyone, I'm Estela Casa's creative brand strategist for the Viva Fiesta Auto Group family of dealerships in El Paso, Las Cruces, Albuquerque, and Santa Fe. We'll be answering meaningful questions from knowledgeable guests from across Texas and New Mexico. We'll also have some fun sharing your stories about how to elevate your lifestyle with Viva Style. Go to vivaautogroup.com and share your story. Let's talk Viva Style. Well, hi there it Hello. is so great to see you i went i went through my blouses last night and i said we we i need to wear my mija yes you can i know I was like, is she gonna I wear she could...
1: it are we gonna be matching <laughs> yes we are You're matching, matching. <laughs> how are you iris it's great to see you I'm, I'm doing good and it's great to see you too it's um it's been a while i mean we only see each other on pictures facebook and all that so it's yeah. nice to finally. Catch up, but I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Well, tell tell us what what are you up to now? Well,
0: first of all, I need to tell you all that she is a founder and creator of the Mija Yes You Can uh, Empowerment uh, Program and Foundation. So, so tell me where does
1: it stand now, and where are you now, and what are you doing? Ooh, I'm doing a whole <laughs> lot of everything. Um, so uh, we're right now the Mija Yes You Can. So we're um, a part of the Paso del Norte Community Foundation. So we um, are just working on, uh, we actually got a, our first grant from El Paso Electric, $10,000. So we split Yay. that. Yes. <laughs> Finally, we can give our first scholarships. And um, we did the whole process. It's a long process. I mean, kudos to our grants and our scholarships, mijas. Those committees, they worked their butt off. And, you know, it, it, it we worked, worked in the end. And um, we had to do so. We had over hundreds of applications. Worse. And I, I was tasked with looking at the applications for the young girls who are going to college. Oh, my God. You just want to give everyone money. Everybody it, needs that yes.
0: money. So, so tell me. So the, the Mika Yes You Can program started of how many years ago?
1: Um, it's over, over a year. So we turned one years old okay. this um, past um, May, March 8th okay so we started literally right before the pandemic like so, a week.
0: so so explain to everybody how the how the program started and how the you know mija yes you can started and and what the goals are of this program you have a it's a
1: fund within a foundation but what is a goal of the mija yes you can program so it started with i mean i mean Miha's a term of endearment you know we all my mom my dad everyone would call us mija mijo even if they didn't know you It was just a term of endearment um, and it's bilingual because for me, I mean, growing up, I worked in so many different businesses, but it wasn't until I worked in TV news. It's tough being a journalist, period, especially Mm -hmm. these days, but try being a woman and putting yourself out there, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, having a good hair day, having a bad hair day, mispronouncing something, you know. And it just, you know, it took a toll on me, you know, my, and that's when I really started realizing mental health too was important and wasn't something we were all talking about. And then not till recently, you know, um, I became really close with my mijas, um, you know, at the station, we had Brianna, Shelby and, and Brittany, and we just created this huge bond and between us, we would like vent. And I realized, you know, this is, this is tough for all us girls. It's, it's a male dominated business. And, um, they we were all nervous to use our voices and i was like you know i want to create something where women won't be afraid to use their voice where so they can you know they have like a whole team of women supporting them letting them know you can do whatever because you want yes, yeah you can. you can do it and so it just turned into a shirt that my cousin made um back then and then i posted it and everyone was like how can i get that shirt and i was like hmm so i went from that to a facebook page to a website where i was sharing blogs of people their experience and what they overcame and then I had this crazy thought and I was like, why don't I turn it into a nonprofit? Right. And for the first four months I was solo because I mean, it was during the pandemic though. So we were working from home. So I had time to, you know, do that. And then now we're a team of over 20 women. And I honestly could not do any of this without those, those women. Everyone provides something.
0: Absolutely. Let's go back to, you know, being on TV is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember mentioning this to, to, to a life coach and I said, you know, you know, I'm a target. I'm, I'm a target every day because it's like, it's like you're this big target and people are throwing darts at you. And, and sometimes you hear them and sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. As you know, you know, we'd get, we'd get emails and we get comments or phone calls and, and now Facebook and all the social media oh, yeah. where, where people criticize you and they don't, you know, and you don't even know them. Uh, but she said, you are vulnerable every day. So being vulnerable as a woman on TV is is very very hard. So oh, yeah, it, it does take difficult. a toll. On it you. does take a toll. But uh but you're still doing a little bit uh, still with Channel 7?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not full-time anymore because also too I start I just I have a problem. I'm a work <laughs> I'm a workaholic and yeah. you know, I um I don't say that jokingly. People you know usually sometimes say that like, oh, you work a lot. No, I, my parents have even come up to me and they're like, you need, you need to stop. You're going to, you're going to burn yourself out. Miha slow down. Yes. I was <laughs> like, Miha, yes you can, but you know what, Miha, you can do everything sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Slow down a bit. And it was taking a toll on my son. You know, he, he hated it. He was like, you never spend time with me, this and that. And it wasn't until, you know, my contract was going to be up. So I said, okay, you have a choice, you know, take time off from, save some money, take time off and continue with the Miha project, you know. Um, we don't get paid. People think, you know, oh you do you guys get paid? It's a time? not for profit. Yeah, it's a non profit right. right now. Right now we can't afford to pay anyone. So everyone is doing the job in between jobs. Yeah. Sure. And that or, you know, spend some time with, with my son, you know. And um can't give my son back. I love him. So I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna take some time off, you know. And it it was hard because I have it no jo- had no job lined up. And uh, I'm still looking, and it's not easy. You don't realize till you're looking again. And you're like, man, this isn't this isn't easy, you know. Um, so I'm I would say like part time ish but not really. So I'm gonna be there on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays again, just until, Sunday fun days. Yes, and Sunday fun days will always be there. That was my my baby. Exactly, and so that's I something was, that you created. Yes, and I was I was thankful that they you know were like we'll keep that. You know, they they loved it too. You know, and Sarah Farms is the sponsor for that. And I'm thankful for them so much, of course, too.
0: Well, you, you've definitely make your mark and you're still making your, your mark in this community. And, and it is hard. It is hard. You took a huge leap of faith mm-hmm. by leaving something that was stable, something, something that I was, was used to, w- yeah. used to some uh, your comfort zone.
1: Yeah, exactly. you left
0: your comfort zone. And that's very hard. But that is the place
1: where we grow. And uh, we learned what we're really made of. Oh yeah. And I always tell pe- I mean, I'm scared. There's times where I'm, I'm scared. I get nervous, but then I always tell people this, you know, if you're not nervous and you're not scared about life, are you really living? Right. Like I don't, I like that. I keep challenging myself, you know, and I know all things happen for a reason. And my parents have always put that in my head and I don't understand the reason right now. I'm like, <laughs> but later on you will. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> why didn't I get that job? And my mom will always say, cause it wasn't meant for you. Right. You're, you're fine. You're good. And if not, I have my mom and dad there that are willing to help me no matter what. So somebody who comes to, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you don't wear this shirt every day, but when
0: people don't know about the Miha Yes You Can program or the campaign or the not-for-profit, what do you tell them? What do you tell a young girl where, you know, you can tell that she's struggling, that she's, you know, can't, isn't comfortable in her skin, that she's not comfortable in the place she's at uh, right now in, in her life? What do you tell them? Obviously, you have some sort of
1: advice. Oh, yeah. I mean, the big thing, too, is when we're able to relate to one another, it's good to know I'm not alone. You know, um, I'm a single mom. I'm struggling. When I say I'm a workaholic and then I meet someone, they're like, me too. And then we bond over the fact that we both, you know, have a problem. We're like, okay, well, let's, how did you do this? How'd you do that? You know? So for girls, I just hear their story and I'll be like, I went through that too, you know, and this is how I overcame it. Mm-hmm. I still struggle though. And that's the thing I it's tell people, struggle, you know? every day. still everyone's still struggling. everyone you know, even sometimes the happiest people in the world are dealing with their own inner demons. So, you know, don't believe, for the young girls especially too, don't believe everything you see on social media. Oh, that's I mean, true. Just. Yeah. Life is not perfect. Yes, it is like not you see it on, And it's not meant to media. be perfect because right, right. the only way we learn is through our imperfections and our mistakes in life. So. Absolutely. You, you talked about mental
0: health at the beginning of this conversation. And uh, you also represent NAMI, uh-huh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, well. Tell me a little bit about that, because once again, you know, being vulnerable on TV is a big deal. Uh, but then you, you know, you start this not for profit to help other girls uh, uh, realize and empower them and tell them that, yes, you can. But you're very open about mental illness as well.
1: Yeah. And that was something it's very taboo. People didn't you know, want to talk about it. And the thing is, you know, you see the, you see people on TV and you think, oh, they're perfect. Everything's perfect. Life is perfect. And that's what I thought going in, you know. And then once I started, you know, that's when you get the comments, the viewer's comments. I'm at Walmart and someone doesn't like that it rained on their birthday party, so they get mad at me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just trying to buy some wine. Right. And um, little things like that, though, that impact you. And I just, I remember one day... I someone messaged me on behalf of them and their husband commenting my body saying it was unprofessional mm-hmm. to be to have curves pretty much. So I thought we earned these curves. I know. <laughs> I got it from my mama. <laughs> and so I felt like I was doing something wrong because I had curves, you know, and I went to uh, my boyfriend at the time, Trevor. And I just cried. And he looked at me and he was like, I I never, because he was in TV too. He was a sports anchor. And he's like, he never, he never got any of that, you know? No, men normally don't. No, they don't. So he was, he was shocked that, you know, this people would say that to us, spend the time out of their day, say that to us. And then we'd go home and I'd go home and cry like ball. And so finally, you know, but even before that, I had dealt with my own issues. um, And um, it took me a while, but it was until on TV. I learned a lot in TV, man that I was like, let me go, I need to go to a, you know, to go see someone, and it's actually Leonard, Leonard, who used to work with Mm -hmm. us at Mm KVIA, him and I would always talk, and he's the one who actually took me to the psychiatrist, because he was like, he understood, he's like, it's not easy, and some people get embarrassed, he's like, I'll go with you, he was late to work, there's nothing to be embarrassed about, yeah, and there isn't, he was late to work, and he just sat in the waiting room, and he's like, how was it, and I was like, thank you, you know, I came back, and, and then I just made that article, I wrote that article, and I was like, I don't know how people are going to react, but let's do it. Literally, everyone was like, this happens to me, too. I thought I was alone. And that's mm-hmm. where it starts. Like, if you can relate to someone, especially someone you see on TV, right. then, you know, it helps open, start the conversation. You're real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are genuine. Yeah. yeah. We have imperfections. Yeah, I'm not a robot. <laughs> What's next for you? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> um, right now, I mean, I'm still, you know, job hunting, but. I'm focusing on you know the Miha project because I feel like we're just you know, we're doing so good right now. I want to keep the momentum going and I want to be able to, you know, be there for the girls when they when they need us, because you know, all of us were working, and I was like, well, maybe I can take some time off and be there Monday through Friday when calls need to be answered, emails need to be replied to, or just little things here and there how how do you how do you go to bed at night thinking, you know i've I've accomplished.
0: Because when, when you're in TV, when you're in news, you go home and you go, wow, that was a great story. Or, oh, how, how, what, a, what a tragedy that was. Or, wow, this is fantastic. How, how do you sleep at night? When you go to bed and you, and you think about everything that you've done that day, um, how, do you, how do you end the day?
1: How do, uh, sometimes I'm still worried because I go to sleep you know, with, um, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow? What do I have to do these next few days? But it's taken a, a while for me to actually say I'm proud of myself. I remember when I said my goodbye to um, at KBIA. You know, they have a little uh, moment where they say the people that are leaving, and I was like, I've never, I haven't been able to say say this out loud, but I'm proud of myself. You know, and everyone clapped, and I was like, thank you. (laughs) But when I go to, I'm still my toughest, my own toughest critic, and I always will be. My parents are like, be proud of what you've done. I'm like, I know, but I know there's still work to be done on me and on the work I do. Um, But when I go to sleep, you know. My son still sleeps with me in the bed. And that's all right. And that's fine. I mean, we're trying to get him to go in his bed because he's like, kids are acrobats when they're sleeping. And he's yeah. like, his arms are let all over sleep. the place. Yes. <laughs> but I look at him. I do look at him. I look at him and my two little dogs. And I'm like, and we're in a house. You know, we have a backyard. We're doing good. There's times where I am struggling financially. I don't really like to let him know that. But. He just knows, you know, he's happy that I'm there with him. Exactly. Like I told him, I was, he was like, are you going to be there when I go back to school? And I was like, yeah, baby. I was like, I could probably even volunteer, you know. And he's like, wait, well, mom. And I was like, sometimes, not all the time. <laughs> but he's, I could just see the happiness in his face. And I go to that sleep. That makes it all yeah. worthwhile. Yeah, it makes it all worth. I don't like, I don't know what's next. And he doesn't either. But I'm like, but something good will happen as long as I keep pushing and don't give up. And I'm not going to give up. Absolutely.
0: Well, a message that you'd like to, to leave everyone with today?
1: Um, I mean, don't give up. And sometimes we don't trust the process. You're like, why is this happening to me? You know, why did that person win the lottery and I didn't? Um, life's a, a struggle. But what's that saying? That straight uh, straight roads never made a strong driver. Something like that. No, I don't, I've never I, heard I, that saying. Well, anyways, because life, <laughs> life is full of, you know, lefts and rights and tosses and turns, you know, but that's what makes you who you are, you know? And that's why I appreciate being in TV because that is what made me who I am. And it's, I still don't have a tough, tough skin. I still, you know.
0: Hey, we yeah. have feelings. We yes, have I feelings. have feelings
1: too. Yeah. But it did open my mind and made me realize, oh, you know, the world is tough, but we're tougher.
0: Well, you are, uh, I admire you. I'm very proud of everything that you've accomplished. Uh, we worked together
1: for a long time. Yes, we did. And we'd always and be in the restroom and having our, our, our conversations, our girl talks. Yeah, but but uh, I've seen you grow, and I'm very proud of you. Thank you, and I mean that makes me happy to say you're proud of me. I because I grew. I mean, I watched you what you would do, the community service you would do, and it's funny because people will tell me, you know, I, I see I see a little Estella in you, <laughs> and that's the best compliment I could get because I'm like I grew up watching her then when I worked with you, you know, you were like my mom there, you know, and <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Andale, what are you Mika? doing? What are you doing? <laughs> don't do that. And I would see the community service you would do. And I was like, you know, she, you use your platform. You don't have to use your platform. You know, there's yeah, people yeah. who just work and go home and, and that's that is it. perfectly right. fine. Right. Perfectly fine. Sometimes I envy them because I'm an open book and sometimes I'm too open, <laughs> but yeah, I grew up, you know, watching what you do. And so it, it, it makes me happy that people say that. And Makes me happy that you say you're proud of me cuz I'm Absolutely. like I learned it I learned it all from you well, thank you so much for coming in, Iris. Uh, you know this
0: uh, Viva Style podcast uh, really focuses more on the automotive industry, but we have to profile and we have to highlight and celebrate women yeah. in the automotive industry because only twenty five percent of the of the workforce in the automotive industry are women.
1: Yeah, it's. So, I mean, it's a
0: male dominated. It's business a male dominated business as well. So we, you know, we have to give kudos and and do and do co- and have conversations like mm-hmm. these uh, to empower women. And let them know that we're okay.
1: Yeah, and that you can do anything. Don't let anyone tell you you can't.
0: Because mija, yes Yes you can. can. (laughs) Thanks for coming in. It's automotive news you can use. We'd like to hear what you think about our Viva Style podcast. Send in your questions and suggestions to vivaautogroup.com. Be engaged, invested, and entertained with meaningful conversation every week. On Viva Style.